Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Linnea Starr, a psychic medium who is an intuitive who shares awareness and insights about the other side. I came across information about angel numbers that I was curious about and thought it might be fun and interesting to learn about this together. So let's meet Linnea to gain some insights. Linnea Starr, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to share with you and your listening audience a little bit about the metaphysical realm, and I'm very appreciative of you know being able to educate, entertain, and enlighten. So thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. And you know, Linnea, this is actually a first. I have not had a psychic medium as a guest on this show before. This is a new experience. This is, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'll tell you, the thing that really popped out to me, because this is something that I have noticed in my life, but really didn't realize that there was anything connected with it. And it's what you call angel numbers. So I would notice certain numbers come up and they would make me think of like my home address or my birthday or my mother's birthday. And I would just noticed that. So when it came up as angel numbers, I thought, oh, this sounds really very fascinating. So we should discuss it. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm going to say that the metaphysical realm is replete with many spiritual messages that they do send to us from the other side. I always feel that the soul is eternal. So if you are seeing a license plate that has a number you're familiar with, if you buy a purchase in the store, and the amount that you're paying is a birthday or an anniversary, that's the other side trying to jog your memory by saying, hi, we're sending you a little reminder of who we are. So it's a constant connection with the metaphysical realm, and the soul spirit wants to know that you are receiving the messages that they're sending to you. So that's an interesting thing. They want to know. So is it something that we should somehow acknowledge in some way other than just saying, oh, that's interesting? Well, there is something called a God wink. And sometimes the universe will send us something so exceptionally notable that you have to say to yourself, that's got to be a God wink from the other side. And what I encourage people to do is when you have a dream and it's got a number in it, or you have a special number you see constantly on a license plate or an address, I would keep a notebook of the things you're noticing, and I would just acknowledge to the universe that I got that. I knew that it was you sending me a God wink. And when you are open to the possibilities of spirit communication, it happens a lot more readily. Oh, interesting. So these are like a little tap on the door, and you might just notice it and go about your day. But That's right. That's right. Actually, I was just in a restaurant a few minutes ago, and there was a nurse in the restaurant that used to take care of my mother. And what happened last year, she came to another restaurant that I was at, totally random, and she said, oh, I have something for you. And I'm like, why? She said, oh, I just saw it and I knew you'd love it. And she went out to her car and got this little angel with red hair. And my mother was a redhead. And I said, this is so amazing. I said, today's my birthday. And she had no idea that my birthday was the day that we bumped into each other. And here she sends me a redheaded angel. And I knew that was a God wink from my mother. Oh, that is so yeah. beautiful. Yes. So when you acknowledge it, then you're saying to us, Linnea, that we will be receiving potentially more messages, but 
it's not a contrived thing. We're not making anything happen. It's just that what no, we're you're more absolutely right. You're opening the doorway, the portal to let that energy connect with you. And if you acknowledge it in a positive manner, which you have said, then you're open to more possibilities of having future spirit communications. That's wonderful. And so this will be personal. The numbers don't mean anything kind of out in the world. It's really something that that person is connecting with us and and we likewise are connecting back. So in that way, so I might see my birthday numbers come up. It's that maybe I'm being thought of, I guess. Well, I'm going to say you mentioned your beautiful mother. Is your mother in the spirit realm now? Yes, she is. All right. I'm sorry. That's a profound loss. So I'm going to say our mothers, fathers, grandparents, they always want us to know that they're okay. They want us to know that, guess what? The soul spirit does continue on. You do find your loved ones on the other side. And all of the world religions, beautiful kaleidoscope of religions, they all believe in an afterlife in some form. And so when you are able to get a valid connection or something that comes true from, you know, maybe speaking with a medium, that's your family or your loved ones just trying to say, our energy continues on and we watch over you with light and love. So I'm going to say, um, as I'm talking to you, and I do a lot of phone work, your mother keeps showing me the month of December around you. Do you have a connection? Is it a birthday, an anniversary, or a passing in your family? Actually, she died in December. I'm so sorry. She says December 10th to the 20th. When did your lovely mother go to glory? Actually, on the 28th of December. All right, so she was still here. Those were the final days of her her yeah. life on Earth. And she keeps showing me, and I often see jewelry, of course. Jewelry is important. She keeps showing me a ring or a couple of rings. Did someone keep a ring that belonged to her? Do you have privy to that? Are you knowledgeable of that? She did share her wedding rings with myself and my brother. All right, and she keeps showing me a ruby. She says, show the month of July. So is July... An important month? Is it a birthday, an anniversary, a passing? Actually, see, it's both an anniversary and my father passed away in July. All right, I'm sorry for your loss. She says July 4th, and she's singing Katy Perry's song, Firework. <laughs> so do you have anything? Do you have anything right now that connects you to July 4th at all? Nothing other than just, you know, the national celebration. Nothing right. Well, there could be news. There could be news of an infant coming into your mm. life. It could be, you know, a relative. It could be a friend's child. But she's showing me um, the new, a news of a baby blessing in the month of July. So listen for that. That's a prophecy. You know, it has to take time to come true. And um, she does ask for her youngest child. Where are you in the birth order? I am the older of two. All right. She's asking for the younger sibling. So do you keep in touch with that person? Yes. All right. Well, there could be good medical news around that person. So she says, speak of the youngest. And she says, 1960. So does someone have a connection to the year 1960 in your life? Was she married, was she married to your father at that time? They were married by that time, yes. All right. Well, she's just taking me back in the time machine. Yeah. If you look at my website, LinneaStar.com, L-I-N-N-E-A-S-T-A-R.com, you'll see a lot of people write in 
when things come true for them. And I just saw a group of people anonymously last week, and the father of one of the ladies came through, and he was quite involved with Las Vegas and different casinos. And I saw that, and the girl said to me, Dad was really into that. I said, you're going to win at a local casino. So she laughed, and she does go to a local casino in Boston. She just texted me Wednesday night. She hit for $1,000 on a slot machine. Wow. That was wonderful. She's happy. Yes. And it was cool. I mean, you know, I'm sure she doesn't hit that much all the time, Mm -hmm. but it was nice her dad said that on Saturday and Wednesday night she did hit. Yes. So if you're open to the metaphysical realm and you seem to be, it seems that many things that come your way will identify the person who's trying to make the stronger connection. I think your parents are always around you. Do you have children? I don't. I have stepchildren, and I have a niece and nephew, and then their children. So there's that kind of family around, but not my own children. That's all right. So I'm going to say, how old is your youngest stepchild? 34. All right, and do they have children? They do. All right, did they want more children? I don't think so. All right, well, I'm just going to say that vibration of a possible baby blessing. I still see a baby in a baby blanket. It looks like a pink blanket. I think it might be a girl. So they're singing in the spirit world, thank heaven for little girls. (laughs) So I'm going to say, listen, you know, for a female baby blessing coming into your family, and I hear it around July, July 4th, it could be the time of the birth. And um, I'm just going to say, you know, if you're open to what the universe has to offer, I think you're rewarded with different symbols that your soul spirits are trying to share with you to let you know that the soul is eternal, the grave is not the end. The soul continues on in whatever belief that you might have been given or you developed on your own. And that is my belief. And I feel that we make our life potentially, quite likely, mean more when we have that sense of really, you know, I've heard it described as there's just this thin veil that separates us from that, right? right. Yeah. And yes, and you mentioned inspirational women, and I'm sure you're familiar with Helen Keller. Yes. And Helen Keller was that amazing child that was sadly blind and deaf from a very young age, and she was able to have a teacher who brought her out into our world. And Helen Keller wrote a lot of books, and in the water scene, when she finally figures out that the sign they're giving her is a sign for water, she said, my soul was set free. She said, I knew there was another world beyond what I could imagine, and she soared to incredible heights. She met with kings and queens. She went to Radcliffe College in Cambridge. She was a magna cum laude student. I didn't do that. And she led the world in all of her glory about disabilities and how she overcame them. And when she was an elderly woman, they were asking her what she thought of death. And she got very feisty. And she said, there is no death. She said, I shall walk into glory and truly see my mother, my father, my family. She said, life and soul are one. And I was so impressed with a deaf-blind woman who could discern the fact that the soul is eternal. I was just so thrilled about that. She's always been a hero of mine. Hmm. Yes. Oh, I had no idea she'd said that. I'm, I'm certainly aware of her and all the great things that she has meant to this world. 
So that's beautiful. And I just found this out. She used to go to the Walter Reed Army Hospital, and she had learned to speak at that point in time. And her first question to the staff would be, I want to see the blind soldiers. And they would take her to the soldiers who had lost their sight in the service of our wonderful nation. And she would hug them, and she would say to them, fear not. She said, look what I did with what handicaps I have. And I just thought she was the most inspirational woman. She's magnificent. Yes, absolutely. It puts life so much into perspective when you have someone who we perceive as having that kind of a loss of their sight, but being so joyful in their life and really wanting to help others. It's truly remarkable. She was very gifted in many, many venues. So one of the things in that way is with her blindness, she perceived the world differently. We, when we have potentially all of our senses, we might be blocking ourselves from really seeing or accepting messages. Do you have a sense or do you have direction for us, Linnea, on how we make ourselves more available, open? Yeah, yes, I agree. I would say just to have an open heart and an open mind and be welcoming of anything that would substantiate your loved one's existence or the existence of the other side. And I used to, I was a nurse's aide when I was just getting into college, and I had a blind lady that I was helping to, you know, become acquainted with the facility. And I had her in her room, and some footsteps walked by. And she said to me, I know that woman. And I said, how? She said, I was a piano teacher at the Perkins School for the Blind, and she was my student. And I thought, wait a minute. So I went down to the new admission, and I said to the lady, I said, do you have a connection to Watertown Perkins School for the Blind? And it was the lady that this blind lady used to teach. She recognized the footsteps Mm. 50 years after they had seen each other. I was astounded because the blind lady utilized her skills because she had the lack of sight as we do. Yes. But 50 years, I had worked at a library for the blind. And so I was aware of that kind of sensitivity or the heightened hearing that seemed to be a gift. Prevalent. Yes. But it was more in the moment rather than something that was from 50 years ago. That, that's so amazing. Yeah, and these ladies were in their late 70s, and they became very connected again. They had been young high school people when they met, and it was just so astounding to see, you know, that this lovely blind lady, although handicapped, she was also gifted in another sense that I don't have, perhaps you don't have, but she was given another sense to kind of make up for maybe some of the sighted sense she no longer had. Right. When we hear these stories, it's just so life-giving. It's so wonderful to hear how there is so much more to our life than we necessarily acknowledge. Well, if you think about it, we don't really have a long time on this earth. You know, some people live to be, you know, older. Some people sadly don't live to be elderly. They die in middle age or childhood. 
So I'm going to say it's nice to know that the soul spirit can still connect with us no matter where we are on our earth life. And I had an experience recently where a mother, neighbor in the area, she asked me to come and do an event at her house. And this is a couple of Christmases ago. And, you know, I went and I didn't know anybody. And there was a little girl on the porch in spirit. And she said to me, my mom and dad want to talk about me. And she was, you know, I could see her. Nobody else could. We came in and we started the group and I saw a gentleman in the kitchen and he was hesitant to join us and I figured he was the father. And I said to the hostess, I said, I have a little girl here with curly hair. She's about nine. And she said, we lost our nine-year-old a couple of years ago through an illness. And I said, I'm so sorry. I said, but the child is really reaching out to your husband. And she wants me to share this. She's holding a Hummel angel, and it's a Christmas ornament, and it says Robin on it, R-O-B-Y-N-E. And the man down the hall ran out from the kitchen and down the hallway holding that angel in his hand. Mm. And he said, I asked her, tell Daddy you know about the angel for Christmas with your name on it. And the little girl did. Oh, my gosh. And I cried. I I couldn't help it. And the father cried and the mother cried. And the mother said, that's all I wanted. I wanted my husband to know that our baby is not lost. She's on the other side and we will see her again one day. I said, I think we have a believer now. And the father was speechless. The whole room was speechless. Her name was Robin. That's how they spelled it. And he had gotten the Hummel Angel specifically for Christmas. And he asked the daughter, tell daddy, you know, and the daughter did. Oh, how beautiful. And what a comfort that is for someone to have that acknowledgement, the father, right? and be able to then, that connection, then still feel connected to his daughter, while also living his life on this plane. Right. And I think the message that I try to give, it's a spiritual connotation. And all I want people to know is, that it's out there, and that it's real, and that you can participate in it. And I think that's giving people hope, and we need that. Mm-hmm. Wherever we are in our lives, we need that knowledge that, you know what? I'll find you again. I didn't lose you. Your body isn't here anymore, but your soul is eternal, and we will find each other again one day. And you use the term guardian angel. We've been talking about the numbers and the symbolism of them. It's not the number so much as as what they do symbolize, and that is our connection to someone on the other side, and that they are then our guardian angel? Yes, and the amazing thing is that many religions, many religions in the universe believe in a guardian angel at the moment of birth. So as a Christian, I follow Christ. I've been taught that from the moment of my birth, a guardian angel will walk with me throughout my life and guide me and protect me and kind of help me. And the Buddhists believe in it and the Hindus believe in it. I believe the Hebrews believe in it, that you're assigned a guardian angel to walk with you through your journey on earth. And when it is your time to go to glory, that guardian angel will accompany you to the other side. Job well done. Mm. And so this is just when we're open to it, just be paying attention 
will notice it or have a sensation. Sometimes that's what it is, right, Linnea? I think it's uh, intuitiveness of yourself. I think sometimes you'll pick up a vibration of someone you love, and I think that's the spirit world's way of saying, I'm trying to communicate with you, I'm with you, I'm trying to connect with you on a vibrationary level to let you know that my body might not be here anymore, but my soul spirit energy is. Um, I nannied two beautiful children, I predicted them, and I got the pleasure of nannying them until they were probably in high school, and the littlest one got sick on Valentine's Day a few years ago, and she was really upset. She missed her party at school, so the mother asked me if I could come up and get some Valentine's cookies and some balloons, and of course I did. And when I came into the living room, Leah was sitting at the table, her play table, and she had all the Valentines on the table, her brothers and hers, and she said to me, hi. I said, hi. She goes, there's a lady here that wants you to have a valentine. And I said, really? And she said she has red hair. Mm. My mother was a redhead. So as the child went through 20 or 30 valentines, she picked up one that had a little blonde girl on it. And she said, this is for you from her. I took the valentine. It looked like me as a little girl. And I turned it over and it said, love, Ellie. My mother's name was Ellie. Oh, Oh, my. Leah did not know my mother. Leah had no idea about this. And she said, are you happy? I said, sweetheart, I am more than happy. She goes, the lady wanted you to be happy today. And my mother used to make a big fuss about Valentine's Day with me. That is so... You just have to to be open to it. And what is your mother? I'm hearing the name Mary or Marie. Do you have anybody with the name Mary or Marie in your life? Well, let's see. My... Her mother was Mary. My middle name is Mary. Is that uh, your grandmother, Mary? Yes. Were you close to the lovely grandmother? Not to that one. No, because she lived in Poland. But that would have been my mother's mother. Yes. All right. So maybe her message tonight to you is to let you know she's reunited with her mother mm. in spirit. Mary, your grandmother, and um, she gives me the letter W. Does somebody have the letter W at the beginning of their first or last name? Yeah, my father's name was Walter. All right, I got the letter W. I didn't get the name, but I got a big W, and um, she's telling me one more thing. Is there a Barbara around you? I have a cousin, Barbara. Two cousins, Barbara. All right, well, well, there's going to be good news. I some. Good medical news around the Barbara lady. And the other thing is, when we look around our environment, sometimes they'll send us some really special signs. And I call those A-ports, A-P-P-O-R-T-S. And your mother is showing me the cardinal. So have you noticed a cardinal in your area? Or is there any connection to the red cardinal bird in your life right now? There is isn't, but I am certainly now going to pay attention. All right. Well, you know, sometimes blue jays are signs, cardinals are signs. I get uh, gray morning doves. I don't get blue or red birds. And the morning dove often sits on my railing on my home. Mm. And there's two of them, and they usually entwine their necks with each other. So I know that's my mother and father letting me know that they have found each other on the other side. So make a note that maybe you're going to see a cardinal, and that will be 
you know, coming from your mother. And she keeps showing me Canada. Does someone have a connection to Canada around you yet? Well, that was home. <laughs> she emigrated to Canada. I was, I lived in Canada initially. So Canada is home. Right. Yes. All right. Well, she's showing me Canada and she's singing the song, Oh, Canada. So, you know, that is something that, you know, you would understand because that is your lovely mother. W is your wonderful father. How long has your father sadly been in the spirit world? Oh, he, he, quite long. Um, 20, 23 years. Okay. And he says you were his favorite. <laughs> well, he was a wonderful dad. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm going to say they keep showing me, and you might be familiar with it, they're showing me those statues of the monkey. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Does somebody have that little statue with the three little monkeys on it? Oh, I don't, I don't recall it, but that doesn't mean, you know, it wasn't around at some point. Uh, you know, even after I left home, they might have had that. I, I don't know. And they're showing me those little nesting dolls. There's one inside of each other. Right. Bright red outfits. Do you yes. have those? Uh, they did have them. I think okay. we bequeathed them to other family members, but I do remember those. All right. Well, she says, show the nesting dolls. And then um, they say Debbie or Deborah. Do you have anyone with that name in your life right now? No, not at this time. Well. You just write it down and listen for it. Yes, You know, absolutely. I know the casino lady had no idea that Wednesday night she'd be $1,000 richer from her wonderful dad. <laughs> right. So some things take a little while to come true. And why do they say 1948, 1949? Were they married by then, do you know? Yes, they married in 1949. All right, well, your mom and dad were getting to know each other in 1948 and 1949. And why does your dad I married my soulmate. Oh, I, I just think he prob that was the way he felt about her. And they're showing me that song. Um, it's a vintage song, and it says, um, "Could I have this dance for the rest of my life?" <laughs> well, it would have been the era, I think. Um... Well, they danced through life together. So when you hear the song, it's not a song commonly heard. So when you hear this song, you know, either on the radio or out and about, what they're saying is that they danced through life on Earth, and now they're dancing on the other side. Actually, maybe it's my projection, because that is something that I think of with them being in the same spirit world together. I envision okay. that as them dancing together. It might be that, it could be, of you course. know, and they're playing along with me in providing that image of them dancing. Maybe that's the answer to my my thought, my impressions. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. Of course. You know, with your sharing these images, the things that you have shared, Linnea, it's, it is good because it, I feel it brings back memories and there's a, a peace, a consolation that comes along with it. It's very beautiful to have that Thank that you. kind of impression that you, you that you then share with us. And it's a comfort, I think, yes. you know, to know that a loved one is remembered with your memories, but to know that they can tell you something that either means something today or it comes true down the road. They're saying she knows that we're still very connected with her and we'll never leave her. Mm -hmm. 
again, this is beautiful work that you do. Thank you. And you are open to people then connecting with you, right? We can go to your website and... Oh, of course. And, you right? can go to LinneaStar.com. You can look me up on Facebook. Um, Facebook is the immediate way because people connect immediately when stuff happens. It's under Linnea, L-I-N-N-E-A, Johansson, J-O-H-A-N-S-S-O-N. So if you look up the website or my Facebook page, you'll see a lot of people that post testimonials about what comes true for them or how I brought somebody back. So thank you. I hope that I helped you. I hope that your listening audience becomes a little more open and conducive to what this is because it's out there for everybody. All you have to do is be open, reach out, and they will come to you. That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Linnea Starr and Sunday Morning Magazine with Kyra Smithlin. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of loving and appreciating each other. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.